Hello, everyone. We're back and we're better than ever. Well, I'm back and I'm better than ever. And now I has become a we and we has become another we. So you might hear the sound of a baby in the background. That's okay. Who doesn't love a good baby sound in the background? I know I do. Except if I'm on an airplane, then I don't like a good sound of a baby on the background because at that point you feel trapped. So today I'm here with, can you please tell the people your name? Can you please, he just whispered, my guest just whispered to me. What am I doing? Jacob Kent. All right, today I'm here with Jacob Kent. And uh, we're going to be discussing on this podcast the C word, conflict. So Jacob Kent happens to be my husband. Um, so clearly we have a lot of conflict, don't we, Kent? Okay, well, you know what I'm talking about. He knows clearly what I'm talking about. Any married couple or married people person knows exactly what we're talking about. And we say as a married couple, you have conflict. So today we're going to be talking about conflict. Conflict is, we can't avoid it. Or let me ask this. Do you think you can avoid it? Jacob Kent, do you think you can avoid it? You can reduce the occurrences. So Jacob says that we can reduce the occurrences, but we can't necessarily avoid conflict. And maybe also agrees that definitely something that maybe cannot be avoided. So I want to start off this by asking, huh? I already quit this afternoon. Yeah. On Facebook, on my way back from work. Yeah. Uh, they said a man was asked how he was able to have 52 years of uh, problem-free marriage. They mm. asked him the secret, and he said, uh, right on the day of their wedding, and yeah. his wife agreed that. Whenever he was angry, mm-hmm. his wife would go to the kitchen until he calmed down. Hmm. And whenever the wife was angry, he would go to the front porch mm. until she calmed down. Okay. And the quote quickly was saying, and so <laughs> <laughs> we've been in the kitchen. <laughs> the, the man has lived his life. Fifth problem free for 53 from years the on the front porch. <laughs> <laughs> I read like twelve. Really? Oh my gosh, that is hilarious! Really? Two years on the on the front porch. <laughs> really? That is oh, unbelievable. That is like the craziest. Ah, uh, really? But they should have ever seen like what front porch living, huh? Or say that the wife was angry for fifty-two. For the whole fifty-two years. <laughs> Now, women, we could be angry oh, for a long man. time, but 
Sheesh. That's like crazy. 52 years. My God. Yes, man. It was so, it was so silently done that you wanted everything. Oh my gosh. We weren't even able to spend any time in the house. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't even able to spend any time in the house. Imagine. That's so funny. I love I it. I guess what I have to say is that there's no the possibility of <laughs> a conflict free, a problem free marriage is zero. It's zero or something because, like, they even describe him as maybe one guru or something like, oh, I want a successful sage wise man or something. Oh my gosh. I think they should have even called him a money counselor. Oh, that, okay, he knows everything about my young man. Oh, yeah, and yeah. yet, and yet, so that the was the wedding night. From the wedding night was the last time he spent oh, together. Oh my gosh! I'm really like nobody will years ago. Two years, oh, and I agreed on his wedding night with the wife. Can you imagine that? Whatever. <laughs> that's that's always so crazy. I'm trying to see if. We both commented on it. But I'm sure most people have missed the joke. Or the irony. Yeah. Hopefully not. That was a good one. I've heard jokes like that before. Ouch. Let's remember them now. Okay, so we are talking about conflict today. Getting in fights, arguments, disagreements, knock out, drag out with people. Oh. So we all have them. Did I I wanted to show you? Oh, you were able to watch that show. Or which show is it? Um, there's too much gossip in the show. It's an oh. English show. Oh. But there's a particular character that you love. Oh. He's such a good person, human. Wow. He's an amateur coach of a football team. Mm. So there's a character there that's, uh, I think it's something Kent. Really? Like you? No, not like me. Oh, okay. Is 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 I mean, like it causes so much, very rash and aggressive. But he's a good person in his heart, but he's mm. extremely emotional, has anger issues. Okay, so you're saying I would like the character, or the character is like me? You would like the character of the coach. Okay, because it's like me. No, the oh. coach is a very calm person. Oh, he's, okay, he's, okay, okay. He's, he started out not professionally sound, mm -hmm. low records, oh. low qualifications. Oh, okay. she was actually it was actually put there by a woman who was trying to set up her husband. Oh my for god! Failure. What? Mm -hmm. What's the name of the show? So she bought the husband's uh, football club. Mm -hmm. Who was the football club was the pride of his achievements? They were having good stuff. They were not doing too good, but she now bought it and now look for the worst coach oh possible to make gosh. to disgrace his legacy, to make sure they oh, now keep losing and everything. Snap. So oh, as nice. it turned out, the man is not a very good man. Mm. So and his goodness was now helping the team. Mm. Was building them. Building their confidence. Oh, my God. Confidence and everything. Contrary to her wishes, she mm. now started coming up. You know, almost mm. performing like a good team. So she was angry. Mm. So she tried to, you know, they're not going to tell him directly to sabotage the team or something. <laughs> but they tried oh everything to do it. But this is not, they're trying to come here and feel. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're in a I just, the, the, that character is Ted Lasso. 
Oh, you've told me about Ted Lasso before. Ted Lasso is his name, I think. I hope I'm not mixing something up. But what's the name of the it's show? It's an Apple TV show. What is it called? So if you have Apple TV. What is this show? What are the people can name, look it up? I think his name is Ted Lasso. Okay. I think it's an eponymous uh, film. That's the name of the... Ted Lasso mm-hmm. on Apple TV. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it, people. Can I confirm that, please? Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Maybe if you have it on Prime, you may just have to pay. But it's an Apple original. Okay. So when I had the Apple for some time, it's when I watched it. All right, people. So look up Ted Lasso but on Apple what's TV. What's funny is like, when did I watch it? We were married. So I started watching it. So my husband is really uh, going deep on this recommendation. All right. So um back to our discussion of conflict um the first question i want to ask you is um minus me can you what was like what was a time i don't want to say the most recent time but think of a time when you had conflict with someone and how did you resolve it yeah that was not me because we can let me tell you something people we just had a conflict about an hour and a half ago okay so but someone that's not me a conflict that you had and how did you resolve it (sighs) or maybe should i give you some time to think about it and i'll say mine and then come back to you yes okay so i think about i have conflicts here and there there and here um, one of the most recent conflicts that I had, well, should I say it's a conflict? They're different. You know, it's so funny. I think about this. They're actually different kind of conflicts. There's like silent conflicts, right? Like I have a coworker who like, she, I always see that she's the kind of person that can step on someone on her way up. Um, so there was definitely a time when we were having a conflict, but it was like a quiet conflict. So that wasn't like one that was kind of like where she was like necessarily saying or doing anything um, that I didn't like. So the time that I can think of that I had a conflict with someone recently, um, well, not recently, but just in general. Okay, so I'm thinking maybe this morning, right? Um, I called my mom because I wasn't feeling so great. And I called her, you know, she, she actually called me twice, but I, I slept. So I was sleeping. So when I woke up, I see calls from her, text messages from her. So I was like, oh boy, let me go ahead and call her back. And the text messages at me, she was like, oh, I hope you're doing, you're feeling okay or doing well. I call her back like, you know, I'm not doing quite so good. I just woke up and I just I just don't feel so great. So I'm a plus-size woman. And so I, I have pretty bad eating habits. So my mom mentioned that, you know what? You're not feeling well because of your eating habits. My mom says everything that's wrong with me whenever I say I don't feel good is my eating habits. And that conversation always causes a conflict between me and my mom. Why? Because if you are familiar with this podcast, you know we deal heavily in spiritual things. So there have been times where it was literally just a spiritual attack. But my mom is like, it's what you eat. It's because you're fat. If you had not that fat, 
You got me feeling these things. So I felt myself getting kind of like heated again when my mom was trying to insinuate that I was going through what I was going through because of weight and what I eat. Um, how did I resolve that conflict? I resolved it literally just by, um, I would have to say staying calm. Normally the problem is that I turn up on my, like when I'm in the middle of a conflict, I just start being like, ah, yeah. So this one, I was just like, you know what? I don't agree, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to allow myself to start to get louder or start to get more like ruder, more attitude in my response. So that was one that I just had today. Big, what about you? Arguments are the, the highlight of the conflicts. So I don't remember. I don't remember the last time I can say I argued. So that would be my, my last joke. Okay. I I disagree, but give me the one on your last job. Well, just. Uh, Somebody decided to give me my checks. <laughs> you said somebody decided not to give you your money? Yes. Okay. And how did you resolve that conflict? Yes. Yeah. I'm picking them up with their fighters. Still ongoing. Taking them up with your authorities. Okay. So this is, and that, that, there's some conflicts that you really don't back down from. You know what I mean? There's some, there's some conflicts like with mine where it's like, you know what? This doesn't have to escalate, but there are some conflicts that legitimately they do need to be escalated and no, they cannot be ignored. Um, so I want to ask you something. What do you think in your opinion is the leading cause of conflict? several factors that work together. You said there's several factors that work together? At the same time, like misunderstandings. Misunderstandings? Okay. I like, if I need it, then other issues that go with that uh, two patients. No patience. Okay, so the first one you said was misunderstanding. People just don't understand themselves. Okay. I think one of the yeah. leading... Yeah. Stubbornness. They refuse that to um, accept responsibility. Mm-hmm. Those mm -hmm. are factors that uh, lead to willingness to accept correction. Mm-hmm. These are some of the factors that that add for conflict. I do agree with this. I think one of the major things that causes conflict is what I would say is maybe the word perspectives. Um, um, the like you you're seeing something from your point of view. It's it's literally the situation where I think you've seen this. Well, I don't know if you've seen this, but. There's this thing where, um, oh, 
there is a guy on a horse and he's walking by. So someone on the left, and he has a hat on. That's one of those hats that's like half of it is one color, the other half. So the people on the left side are like, wow, that was a nice red hat. And the people are like, no, that was a nice blue hat. So they're literally both seeing what they're seeing. Like, it's it, that's what I see. Um, But it's like, that's that, that's not what I that's not what I saw. You know, so I think perspective is a, is a great issue that causes um, conflict. What is the most famous? Give me an, in the Bible. We definitely have many instances of conflicts being caused. What is one that you can think of that you remember? You're a Bible scholar, so this should be a piece of apple pie for you. One of conflict, and you can't give me the example of, um, oh my gosh, I think it was Paul, Paul and someone else. Yeah, that's, that, that's like too cliche. Give me another conflict. Mm-hmm. Hold on, Peter. Which one was that? It was a full blown. Conflict because Peter apparently accepted the rebuke. Okay, so tell the people just the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, Peter was uh, being double faced. Mm-hmm. That's such a good one. When some Hebrew Jewish Christians came from Jerusalem, uh-huh. and then Peter stopped. Associating with uh, Gentile believers, mm-hmm. and it was not joining them to with demands of them. Joining them, when did you say them? Who's the them? The Jewish the Jew- believers mm-hmm. to make demands of the Gentiles, mm-hmm. Christians to abide by the law of circumcision yes. and some other requirements of the law. Mm-hmm. I love that example. <laughs> One, my favorite Bible characters are based um, around people who actually had human experiences. This example that you gave, babe, is literally so perfect because there's so many people that are like this. When they're in front of certain people, they present themselves one way. You know what I mean? Then when they're with another people, they start doing something completely different. So this is what I'll ask you. Do you think that Peter actually thought it was, like, wrong? Like, how can I put what I'm saying? So Peter, when he was with the Gentiles, were like, oh, you're good, you're good. You don't need to circumcise. And when the Jews were there, he was like, you guys need to circumcise. What do you think Peter actually felt? Do you think he felt like, which one did he really believe? I I think it wasn't really clear. Mm. Like, the kind of conviction that the Apostle Paul had mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on doctrine mm-hmm. and the current position of uh, the Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Peter had that understanding of the switch mm-hmm. from the Mosaic law to the New Covenant. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he had the full, full grasp of it. Like for instance, um, 
Yeah, let me just put it like that. Because, mm-hmm. uh, so, now because even somebody like the Apostle James, okay. his letter still reads a very, like a very legalistic uh, mm. epistle. Okay. So, because none of them had the encounter the Apostle Paul had. Mm-hmm. So, and they were all living at a time of transition when the first church had just been born and almost all its members were Jews mm. who had a particular understanding of the protocols of the worship of God. Mm-hmm. So they were just getting an understanding to the practice of Christianity. Mm-hmm. So that in and of itself <laughs> is a conflict. Like they're used to... So this is the, mm-hmm. in a, in a, like at the crossroads. Mm-hmm. So except somebody had clear direction mm-hmm. or, or clear cuts. Uh, mm-hmm. Look at, and it's understandable, look at Peter. Even though the Spirit gave him uh, that incident in Archibald 10, I think, with the unclean animal division when the mm-hmm. Lord revealed that now Gentiles should be included. Mm-hmm. So he was literally debating with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That was these are unclean beds and stuff mm-hmm. that he wouldn't be part of that. So and you notice something somebody has been living all their life. Right. It, it becomes so, very hard. You know, even if they have received that instruction. Mm-hmm. Humans are creatures of habits. Mm-hmm. So there are moments where we literally have to catch himself in the midst of doing what they have been programmed to do. So mm-hmm. the whole notion or idea of eating certain things. Ah. So, but you know, it was the Holy Spirit that was uh, leading him. Mm-hmm. So he had to be sure. So that kind of uh, liminal space in between things, you know? Because mm-hmm. that comes for what happened with him and then. For why he was... So it would be strange for him, the kind of liberality of grace would be close to him because all to their experience, lived experience, anything sounding like that was just lasciviousness or sinfulness. Mm-hmm. So to now be hearing that, okay, that is like a middle ground between sin and the former holiness they knew. So it's still a little uh, neither here nor there for him. So that would explain why how he, he could be caught in something like that. Caught in the middle. Because so, he's, it's, it's like, that's an internal conflict. So yeah. he's lived life one way and he's mm-hmm. been told this is what's right. Yeah. Now he... No, so he to, probably was still feeling, while he was living with the Gentiles, mm-hmm. was, he was probably feeling like he was doing something wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we sure? Are we sure? Mm-hmm. So we probably were still struggling with that. So when these Jews now came, we eh, probably could have said some things in the law. I would have been like, ah, you know, he's worried. So it is only left for, and those were scriptures. Uh-huh. So until he was convinced that somewhere like the Apostle Paul actually heard directly from God. Mm-hmm. Words that could stand the same level with their written scriptures. Mm-hmm. That would be hard to handle. Okay, so you're saying that he had a, he he was two faced because there's his lived experience of what he's known mm-hmm. as to be right, and now 
enter on stage Jesus and the new teachings um, that now say, hey, you really don't have to be um, circumcised. And I know that you've had a similar experience of that kind of internal conflict, right? Being a Jehovah's ex Jehovah's deep, Witness, deeply conflict. What you grow up with, what you know to be right, and then now something now is like you kind of like introduces something totally. Like um, the, the carpet being swept off somebody's feet. Mm-hmm. So where do they stand now? Mm-hmm. Their floors will look for new carpet. It's a little bit somewhat. Okay, so but for this particular conflict, you're saying so. Paul said what to Peter? Paul is saying, "Hey, Peter, look." You're being two-faced. You can't do this. And then Peter's response was? I think he accepted the correction. Mm-hmm. He knew that he couldn't do it. He knew that he couldn't continue um, with the way that he had been living. So that's I think that's a great example of uh, biblical conflict. Um a random one that I'm thinking about is Jacob, right on the line of Jacob, Jacob and Esau, when the whole story with how he ate my food, instead of dad, the food, blah, 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 and how they were coming, when they now met to fight each other, or whatever it was. Um, but that conflict was resolved with a divine encounter. So I think with conflicts, in order for them to be resolved, is it safe to say that one person has to back down? Any things for the issues to be clearly identified. Because most times people are dealing with different issues. That's all for Okay, so if you identify what the issue is, but you're still in conflict, how, how is the conflict going to get resolved? Conflicts that do get resolved. I think yeah. it's a situation of someone both, both backing them. See from, from the same or similar perspective. But is that a true? Because what if, let's say, you don't agree with someone, but for the sake of peace, you're like, you know what? Okay, I, I don't agree with this, but I'm going to go ahead and do what you want. Which is why I think that there's the idea of. Uh, Someone has to back down. And that can take, that can mean either someone sees like, oh my gosh, I finally understand what you've been trying to say. Or that could be like, someone is like, you're crazy, but okay, I'm just, for the sake of peace, I'm going to just go with what you're saying. So either way, it has to be someone standing down. So this week, you're going to run into conflicts. So uh, we want to encourage you, not every week, but this week, be the person that backs down from conflict. If you're right, just do your best to say, you know what? I know I'm right, but I'm going to back down. You know, do your best to say, I'm really hurt, but I know I'm going to back down. I think this is unfair, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and back down. All right. Well, this does it for our first episode. We're going to do other episodes. This was just a quick introduction to the new style of two is better than one. Ooh.
that's a good name for a podcast. Two is better than one. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, say bye to the people. Take care, guys. Have a blessed week ahead. Don't fight too much. (laughs) Choose your conflicts wisely. Bye for now. I love it. Choose your conflicts wisely.